Welcome to uh, That's Just Ridiculous with me, Guy Kenaway, and this week my guest, Paul Fryer. Fart off. Hello, Paul. Fuck off, Guy, you wanker. (laughs) I thought actually we might start this week with uh, with a feelings check. No. Come on, let's have a feelings check. You first, then. Okay. Got to deep, deep, dig, 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 deep, deep in there a bit and just have a breath or two. Actually, I feel some joy today, and I feel a bit of uh, excitement and passion. You're such a liar. No, 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 there's no time for lying. You can't lie about this. You can't lie about this. Well, don't then. I'm not. Tell the truth. I am telling the truth. Guy, <laughs> feel... You've got to give me some space for I'm talking check. about my feelings. Feelings check, yeah. yeah. Go. A bit of joy, some happiness, and some excitement, some passion, as I said. A little bit of shame and guilt um, in the shadows. But really, I'm on a lake of of, uh, of joy. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I am feeling happy. Anxiety, always anxiety, though. About push me into the lake of joy <laughs> from behind. Now, a bit of anxiety, a bit of pain. A bit of everything, then, really. Yeah, no, hold on, I haven't got anger at all. No you anger. Mean, you never have that, no. though. You very rarely do. Oh, no, you see me losing. You see me losing. Anyway, how about you? What do you mean, how about Feelings me? Feelings, Jack. What about them? Well, close your eyes and think about what feelings are in your body and in your soul. You're trying your to manipulate me. No, I'm, I'm trying to say, because if you speak them out loud... This is manipulating. ...in safe and quiet space like this... Who always keeps going on about that? I'm eating an apple, rather. Listen, guy... As, as and, and I quote from Alfie... Why are you scared of your feelings? Everyone's entitled to their private thoughts, Alfie. It's not thoughts, it's feelings. And I don't think you are. You really need to get your feelings um, kind of out and through you to help you... It's like getting fluid round an... Uh, like getting oil around an engine. You could, you could, you know, otherwise you overheat in certain parts, particularly the <coughs> department. Uh, so you just want to know what my feelings are? Yes, absolutely, and I think we sh- you should share them. Pain. Sadness. A uh, bit of excitement. And a bit of anxiety. OK, well, thank you for sharing them. Thank you for sharing yours as well, Guy. Mm. I saved a bee's life today. I was about to crush it, actually. Then I remembered that the future of mankind depended on me not doing it. And I put a little teaspoon of, of, of sugar in front of it. And I thought, that's just, it's just going to keel over and die before it gets to that. But it didn't. It was sweet. It got to the edge of the teaspoon. Did it make its own way there? Uh, I put the teaspoon very close, but it had to do the last inch on its own because I couldn't get any closer. Mm. And amazingly, it had a long... No, it had a lick on the sugar. His little tongue came out like a little... Yeah. No, no, that was a rolled-up fiver. <laughs> anyway, he was on it. 
for a bit and then flew off. It was fantastic. Really, had in a really quite zippy way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just buzzing the place. Vertical takeoff. Buzzing. And before he was like on his side, flapping one wing. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Yes, these are the these are the excitements of rural life. Mm. You have to got to get them where you can. Like when, um, like the shed. Oh God, the shed. This week, I ha- I've I've got a tool shed. The chaos of which it's it's really impossible. Not it's it, it is it is really possible to describe, but it was a frightening and confusing place for me to set foot in because there was just so much jumble and so many broken things all piled up on top of each other and no horizontal space at all to begin to start ordering it and more and more people had just shoved more and more broken things back and opened boxes out of which things had spilled yeah it was so chaotic in there and I'd, I'd really been unable to go in there without it being very, you know, a really anxious thing and painful for about eight years. And I've got this, my to-do list, which occasionally I get up, and always in the top three is the word shed, tool shed. And I never deal with it. Sometimes I went in there and tried to deal with it. I could, it overwhelmed me. Now, I don't know if it's metaphorical, but in this case, it's, it's certainly also literal. And Paul said, let's sort out your shed. It's what I'm really good at. And sure enough, it was fantastic. He, we took, he, he, he advised me, and I took his advice to, to take every single thing out of the shed. Every last thing. There on the lawn, it looked like a pikey kind of, like a, like, like a, like a pikey site where the caravans had just left. <laughs> so what they left behind. It looked, it looked, actually, it looked a bit like... Um, a bit, a bit like Hackney Week Market back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> and we, and then we only put back in what we wanted, what we thought was worthwhile. And Paul ordered it. He, he advised me and helped me go out and get loads of little plastic boxes, which I think he's even going to go so far as to label. I'm not sure we need to though. But and it, and we, I transformed that. And afterwards, for others, it, not for you. That's why you did it. Yeah, it took two days. And afterwards, I thought, actually, there's nothing in my life I can't do. I've taken on the the bête noire, the tool shed. <laughs> you know, I've been with the, you know fought the beast itself, and and I've come out smiling. And and then I changed a plug yesterday. And instead of spending half an hour losing my temper looking for a, 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 a screwdriver, I went to the screwdriver box. And there, low, were seven screwdrivers. I counted them. all waiting for you, and none broken. None broken. We threw the broken. And there was away. nothing else in that box. Absolutely, just the screwdrivers. And then I went to the pliers box, and I and I changed the changed the I changed the plug, and it was a pleasurable act. And I just—is this significant? Yeah, it's metaphorical. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, deeply. It's about it's about putting your yourself in order in a way, isn't it? Mm. Or trying to get yourself under under some kind of control. I, I mean, I did it because of my studio, you know, and I had I went through loads of different transformations in how you do things. But I realised the best thing is just to put like with like. Don't have any boxes so you can't see inside. So empty everything out into trays. So when you go in there, you just know where everything of a certain kind is. And it's just the easiest thing to do. But I actually find it very hard to do in my own life. But I'm very good at it in terms of tools or workspaces and things like that. Yeah, I remember your, your studio used to have hundreds and hundreds of little drawers all, all marked. All labelled, yeah. yeah labelled. But I'm rubbish at paperwork and stuff like that. I've got to get to grips with that a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're a bit better at that, I've noticed. A little bit, but not much. But I, I often get help in for that. Do you? Yeah, I guess, and there's some good people around for that. Yeah. Is it mainly, would you say it's mainly um, um, the kind of help? Is it mainly moral support? Yeah, it's, it's just someone to sit there just to... To watch you doing it? Yeah, and sometimes they just read the letter out loud to me. because That's what I need when I do it. I get cross-eyed when I read it, or rather I just find something else to do around the room or in the house. I have an overwhelming urge to eat or uh, eat it, eat the letter usually. Right. Or burn it. Right. It doesn't even matter what it is. Yeah, I have an over, overriding urge not to open the envelope. Yeah. And I can get, like... That, like, I've just opened an envelope quite recently which says, Dear Mr Kenaway, we've noticed that you've not applied for your free Glastonbury Festival tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we really think you should do this because you're going to miss the deadline. Will you please ring this number? From March, presumably. To get them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. From, from, uh, from, uh, from February, I think it was. Yes. And I thought, you bloody idiot guy. Because it's really hard with emails. You can't do it with emails. But I, there used to be this feature on, on Outlook, or maybe it was Mail, on, on the Mac... And you used to be able to press this button and it said bounce. And it sent the email back to wherever it came from with one of those not at this address. Error code 51. Error code thingy. And they've taken it off. So you can't right, do that right. anymore. Someone, someone once, well, I was sending them, it was, it must have been an email, it could have been a text because you can't bounce, you can't block text, can you? Yeah, you can. You can, okay. Well, maybe, it met, anyway, whatever it was, and I sent this, this message to this woman and she wrote back, Error code five one two asterisk, <laughs> which I realised now is bullshit. And I looked at it, I thought, oh, I've been blocked. Or this, you know what I mean? That the, the number, her number, no longer exists. It was just her, just just messing with you, giving me the heave ho. Yeah. 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 Do you have lots of blocked people on your lists? Me, I don't know who's blocked me. I would love to no, see who, that list. You, who, give me how many have you blocked? Things. Four, and I looked at the list and I only recognised one of the names on it. The other three, I didn't even know who the hell they were. Just randoms who've annoyed you. No, I guess they were Harris's of some kind, scammers or something. Yes. But, uh, uh, no, I I didn't recognise them. But I'd love to know how many blocked me. I very much hope it's in the double figures. I don't think my life is is, uh, being lived properly unless you're being blocked by at least ten people. I, I think that I'm a blocker, not a blockee. How many of you? Have you haven't blocked me, have you? No, but I have got quite a long list of people that I've blocked. Have you? Yeah. Is this all for the amorous reason? No, no, it, is, it comes down to if in doubt block. That's Financial. If in doubt block. What? That's yeah. no way to go through. But seriously, Paul, that is no way to go through life. If in doubt block. You've got guy. to take some risks in block, life. Block, block, you've block, block, block. You've got to keep your heart open, your mind open, and accept that from and time to time. Block the wankers. You will be a little bit hurt and a little bit upset. But people. Still you're out on the leading edge no, of the, 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 the bow sprit. Why life. should you put up with, with your people don't. harassing and irritating you? Because you might miss a really charming one. I. I that's why. No, really, what happens, guy? Teach, is you give the fuckers an inch. Teach you one. You give them an inch, and they take a uh, they take a mile. These people, they start to infiltrate your life, and and they, they, there's only one response, which is block them. So how many are we talking? Unless about? you can actually kill them. How many are we talking? Which isn't about? allowed. On my various lists. What do you mean various? Oh, platforms. Platforms, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you you could only count one person who's blocked on three pa- platforms as one person. I think. I would say it's it's definitely in double figures. Right. Cool. We might have to review it. Do you think I should? 
don't know. I'm do sure they've up, given up though. People so. do come off the block list actually. Someone came off it recently. Oh, right. I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna. T- no, no, no. It's, it'll it's, be unkind it's to say a, who. It's a private matter. Yeah, 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 it's a private yeah. matter. It wasn't me. Guy, you've never been blocked oh, by right, me. Okay. You have to work hard. Paul rang me today from the bathroom, <laughs> and I didn't recognise his voice <laughs> on the landline. My landline went. I was in the study, creating, composing, and the phone goes, "Hello, guy," and I go. I think, I don't know who, it's familiar, it's familiar, but I cannot think who it is. I have a stab at my son, I go, is that you, James? He goes, no, it's Paul. You were upstairs, weren't you, in the bath? Yeah. Bloody hell. No, I was actually um, lying on the bed. Oh, right, okay. Oh, Just being in the bath. Too much information. What's going on? And you thought you'd, you, you rang me accidentally, didn't you? No, I rang you to, to, to remind you of something. Yeah, right? yeah, that's about the electrician. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. I just thought it, must, it made sense. Mm. I knew you'd pick the phone up if you were downstairs. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> so it's all changed anyway, again. Yeah, what do you mean? Around the, here. The living arrangement. Yeah. Yeah, we decided that Paul is going to uh, live in the compound. In the barn. In the barn. So we've now got to get the barn together because it's completely, it's just, it's, we're sort of 95% done. And like a lot of, often with me. At 95? 90. I'm pointing down here. 80, really? Don't you think it's 80% done? No, I think we sweep it out, we uh, clean the windows, pop the cooker in, connect up the water, connect up the electricity. <laughs> yeah, keep going. OK, right. Do the gutters. Yeah, it's a bit to do, but not too long. <clears throat> and Finish building the kitchen. Isn't it, isn't it built? No. Put some, make some, either make or buy some storage cupboards and install them. Oh, yeah, right, OK. We found a guy, an old gentleman's outfitters in Westbury. God, there can't be many of those left in this country. Who's closing down, and he's selling all the um, shop fittings. So we're going to go across there and try and buy. Some. That would be good, wouldn't it? If we get loads of good stuff from there. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of Dun and Co. Was it? Was that the company? I love those shops. You still get them on some some high streets. Very they have, rare. They have yellow. Um, film on the windows. Film on the windows to yeah. stop the items from, yeah, from because bleaching. Because they move so slowly. <laughs> they were in there for years. years. The Claydella shirt. Some of them are all... Uh, there was uh, one called Scots in Sarancester. I used to go there as a boy. And I remember... Um, it says a bit about this. This is after my father's died. I'm about 12. I was an extremely confused little boy. And I was invited to a party, sort of thing that we didn't get, that never happened to me, because I had no geographical friends as a child, because we moved around so much, and we were mm. taught by a governess at home. I never met any children geographically, never. The only children I ever came in contact with were the children of my, mainly my father's friends, who were in showbiz, and, and they, so the children were quite fucked up. And I was going to this party... And I wanted, I, she, I was allowed to buy a jersey to go to the party in. I was 12. And Did you was, have a big star on the front? No, this is way before that kind of thing. We're going back into this, this is 19, 1969, hmm. 1970. And we went to Scott's, the gentleman outfitter. That's why I thought, which, you know, had all those wooden fittings and, and vitrines, you know, with wooden vitrines. And sliding and drawers with glass on. drawers, yeah. With, like, handle... Hand, kind of um, curves for where you could put your hand in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I found in it a bright red V-neck sweater, and that was the sweater that I wanted. 
and this came up in my uh, in my therapy actually when I had a nervous breakdown. This scene came up a lot, and my mother, I put it on. I looked in the mirror and thought, "That's who I am. I'm a guy. I'm a twelve year old who wears a bright red jersey. I'm also very colour blind, but I could see this red." And my mother went, mm, "I don't think so. How about this one?" And she took out a beige one, and mm. she persuaded me that I should have the beige one and not the red one because it suited me better. And it took a very long, and it was it was it was painful because I hadn't stood up for myself. And it's still painful now to think about that. I hadn't stood up for myself, and. It set a pattern which I couldn't put right for a very long time. Now I'm kind of slightly overcompensated and I stand up for myself too much. But um, You're quite stroppy, actually, aren't you? If someone gets in that area where yeah. they're telling me who I am yeah. or what I can do, yeah. I'm, I'm oversensitive. If, they're because, inside, if they get inside your... Yeah, if it gets too close to me, yeah. Your because, sphere. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm oversensitive because that was it, was, it was... it was trampled upon a little bit when I was little... And I, I was not really listened to. Well, so, children weren't listened to back in the day. They, they, nobody listened to kids. And that was the way it was done. And, and some might say that that's kind of, we've gone too far the other way because children now are, are kind of at the top of the food chain. They decide everything, don't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely they do, definitely. Which is kind well, of weird. Well, certainly, I remember that our children were basically allowed to wear whatever they wanted. Yes. I mean, so, so, sometimes it'd be hard not to stifle a titter. But you, know, you still let them do it and go out, you know. But uh, yeah, um, I remember the first time we were allowed to wear what we wanted. We bought, I bought platform shoes, Oxford bags made of crimpoline, great dark grey crimpoline with big patch pockets on them, and I had a shirt that came out of this star jumper. It was like a jumper with a a multiple star thing on zigzags on it, and I had my hair cut into like a humpback bridge. With a sense of parting. I looked fucking cool, man. I looked fucking cool. What was it, 2015? (laughs) It was 19... When would that have been? 76, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I... I, 75. Yeah. Yeah, difficult time. It was great. No, it was before your father died. This is just after my father died. Yeah, I felt the scene. I, maybe inside me, I was thinking, he should be here doing this with me. Mm. Not, not your mum telling you that you look good in beige. Mm-hmm. But your dad going, "Come on, lad, yes, have a bit. Let's get something yeah, about he you." He was a very natty dresser. My dad, much more than me, he was more like you. Uh, he, he, and he, he dressed. Uh, I always say conspicuously, but quite ostentatiously. And. Um, did he wear dark glasses a lot? He wore dark glasses, yeah, he, yeah, he did. As well, far as I can remember, I mean, certainly there's a, I got quite a few photographs of him in dark glasses. Did he wear sheepskin jackets? He, he had a, I remember he had a long, no, he, I never saw him in that. He had a long grey suede coat. That came oh, down, nice. That came down to his calves. Or down to his wow. Calves. Pale grey suede coat, I remember that. Really wow. soft, I remember touching it. I don't know what he's up to, but there we are. Um, I didn't have. I had a beige V-neck jersey, and I went to the party. Poor little guy. I went to the party, Paul, 
and it was like a pony club, was it a pony clubbish kind of party? So basically, upper middle class uh, Gloucestershire set, and I didn't know anyone. Must have been some friend of my mum's or something. He was called, and I watched David Naylor Leyland. Hello, if you're out there, I'm sure he is. About my age, with like flowing blonde locks, just gone to Eton, I suspect, snogging. A girl. How old were you? I then? sat on Eleven. my own on a, no, no, probably, probably must have been 12, 13. Oh, right, okay. By now, this point. My, my dad died when I was 11, so probably yeah. about 12 or 13 by now. Mm-hmm. Snogging a girl while I sat on my own on a hay bale, totally fixed to the hay bale, could not stand up, could not talk to anyone, in a complete shell. In a, I can still get into it now but hopefully not too often, where I am totally closed off from the outside world. Sometimes when I'm writing, I get in it. Can I barely... <clears throat> can, the, my limbs will barely respond to um, requests, you know, to, mm. to, 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 to move. And watched him snogging this girl, and David Naylor Leyland, I kid you not, was in a red fucking jersey. <laughs> and that really <laughs> stuck with me, and I thought, Guy, you've got to... You've got to got to stand up for yourself and I always find it very difficult to do that hmm mm. yeah my mum was very dressy with clothes you see so I must have got it from her but I was always a bit I was quite demonstrative about the kind of clothes I would buy I remember going to school at 14 and insisting that my mother bought me this gigantic white shaggy well, it was like an Afghan coat and I, I, was, I wasn't allowed with it in the school building with it on. I had to take it off and put it in a bag before I went to school. Far risk. <laughs> they just hated it. And they hated the fact that I had long Passion. hair. Yeah, they just didn't like it. Right, we weren't allowed long hair, long hair at my school. No. Yeah. Did, you see the, uh, did you see that, bit, that clip of the, of, the, of the man simulating sex with a woman on a coffin in Jamaica? Yeah. And, and everyone... Some were a little bit dis- disapproving. Actually, he was on the hearse. He was, first mm. time I saw it, I thought it was on the coffin. Second time, I was, no, it was on the hearse. But like simulating full-on sex on the hearse mm. with everyone jumping up and down. And I've noticed that there is quite a lot of sexiness to that last phase of the Jamaican death um, routine ceremony because they, they spread it out over about 10 days. But the bit of going to the... With, when they've got the coffin and they're heading towards the the uh, the grave, mm. you know you can whine, you can whine, you can like, you know, you can whine and you can have sexual, make sexual dances, dances, yeah, and sexual songs. It's a very odd mix for a little white guy like me, because you know you do not associate any sexuality with a British funeral. Well, the funny thing is, yes, this morning I was looking at a picture of Isabella Rossellini, which is on the wall of where I woke up at my friend's hotel. Yeah. And there's a big picture of her, Isabella having a per, uh, makeup done. And I thought, and I remembered that I really fancied Isabella Rossellini when I was younger. Was it reciprocated? She didn't know me, Guy, otherwise it definitely probably would have been. And... Um, I remembered thinking, wow, that was the first time I remember, that, about that time when... Um, the the sex death thing was happening. I thought, and it was in the eighties where there were lots of films that were like kind of mixing sex and death together. I mean, I know it's always been done, but it had a real sort of leap forward in the eighties, and with things like um, with things like Blue Velvet and um, and with books like American Psycho, and it was like it, that. It was 
it was almost like death was sexy and 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 sex was was deathly for a while yeah and i remember thinking was it that was it david lynch or how did that happen because it was very like that for a while and I remember like thinking about Eros and Thanatos for the first time at that. I mean, you thought about it before, but it was just seemed really highlighted. So maybe... Yeah, you go into it for a bit with your work, don't you, a bit? What? Your work's a bit about death and about sex. There's well, like dead that... people looking a bit... Isn't ah, looking a bit sexy. Okay, what I'm Sorry. trying to say to you is this, though. Right? Sex and death is normal, though, isn't it? Because that's what we've got, basically. That's the way I do it. You come out of one and you go into the other. That's the way I do it. What do you mean? You come out of sex and you go into death. Well, when you're having one off the wrist, would you ever think about like a coffin or something That's like that? That's not what I'm saying, Guy. I'm saying that we are, we come I out. I don't. We come out listener. of sex. We come out of sex. We have, and then we go, inevitably, we go to death. That's where we're going. meaningless. That's just like such a bit, it's such a wide statement. It's, it doesn't really say anything. That's like saying the moon comes up and then it goes down and the sun No, it doesn't, up. because it's, it's everything. It's where we come from and it's where we're going. It's everything. Those are the parentheses inside which we live, Guy. And what about the fact that when people are going down in aeroplanes, when the aeroplane engine blows out, people just grab each other and just start shagging? That's not true, because it happened to me the other day, and they did not do that. Guy, the engine, 100% the they engine did, did not, not blow up. Did, no, it was overheated and they turned it off, but people were frightened. And let me tell you, at least nobody made a lunge for me. <laughs> Shit, I'm missing an opportunity. <laughs> No, and I didn't. Do you know anything? I, no, I did not notice any of that kind of activity going on. It was much more. They were like panicking, shouting, and 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 screaming. They were scared. So you're telling me that doesn't happen? Well, in the last time it happened to me, which was quite recently, it, I did not notice it. Well, I certainly didn't feel like it. You didn't feel like you, I must now make love immediately <laughs> before I die on warm leatherette. You didn't think that? No, I definitely didn't. But it's well documented that that happens. Oh, it's a stupid idea. That That's, that's like... Oh, well, anyway, I don't believe it. I don't know where if, it... If, hey, if there is any listener who's been involved in a near... Uh, uh, in a near-death incident involving an aeroplane, will you please tell us whether or not you found it sexy? Oh. I don't think we, we, that many will be writing in. Soniclandfill... <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you. I think, though, Guy, that it's... That's what they say happens that we're in. Who's they? Them. I've been in it. I, I, I've experienced Right, wars. In wars, people always get sexy. No, they, they t- that's only because uh, there's, there's many less people watching and they got up to what they actually did what they want. The women worked and, and everyone had a bit more sex. That's, that's how because it also because. Then later, then they, they managed to put, you know, uh, tack it all down with. Um, this you know, crappy post-Freudian yeah, analysis. Yeah. So you don't think that happens then? Well, I, only because the women had more, more choice in war, because the men weren't watching them so hard. So and also so. because a lot of the men were away. Yeah. So what, what choice did they have then? Would you have, would you have uh, volunteered? For what? For the war. For, what, for the war? Uh, Be a little bit more specific. For any war? No, not for any war, no. You wouldn't? No. Would you have volunteered in the First World War? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, probably, because every, most a lot of people did. Yeah. But, you know, the way Private I am now, Friday. fucking no way. Really? No fucking way, you're mad. There were fucking arseholes running it who didn't give a shit, even about the outcome, never mind how many people were killed. Mainly toffs, I might add. 
Yeah. And the upper middle classes who didn't actually have to go over the top. Didn't we? No, of course not. Just stood there blowing whistles. I thought we'd go, come on, men, and we bravely led, led the boys out, didn't we? No. Up the ladder. No. I'm braver than you. That's true. <laughs> Got you there, didn't I? Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. I'm more but likely to he fight. He who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. He who doesn't fight. You would be dead on the What about him who doesn't fight and runs away and doesn't bother fighting again? No, I've got... I've got <laughs> I take off... Under, underneath my uniform, I have the enemy's uniform. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm on the battlefield stripping off my uniform. That's terrible. That's, that's me. Men abed. What about Vietnam? In England. Would you have fought that war? Actually, fun enough, I just read a review in the non-review books about uh, a history of Vietnam by Max Hastings. They should stop doing wars they, in America. They, they have a very bad record. It's not that good. You know, it's apart, every single apart from time when they there fight a military op- American military When they fight each other, when they fight each they, other, they they're quite good. Top. But they've got a, such a miserable record, considering how big their army is. I'll tell you what else they're really good at. Massacring unarmed women and children. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And they did a lot of that in Vietnam. That's, yeah. that's what they, a lot of that in Vietnam. Oh, there's a lot of that goes on in most wars, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not from the British arm. <laughs> anyway, I lost my medieval histories. So I can't read. I can't. I'm, I've stopped reading about the Hundred Years' War. So I'm reading about the Vietnam, Vietnamese War. I don't want to read any more war books. I'm turning my back on on all that guy. Oh, I'm yeah. going to become a spiritual person. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a big leap. No, it's not. It's where I've, I've always been teetering on the edge of that. Do you ever get down on your knees to pray? Do you believe in God? <laughs> which one do you want? Which, 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 oh, I believe in God, but I, don't, but I think it is quite far away. Yeah. From you. From, any, from all of us. So we have to, we've got to get by on our own for a while. De- Deus absconditus mm-hmm. is my preferred mm-hmm. sort of uh, outlook on that. And do I pray? And do I ever? Get, yeah, I do get on my knees and pray sometimes. Good to do. That we don't get fooled again. No, I do. I do get on my knees and pray sometimes. I do do that. And I put my and do, is you always go, please God, please, please. Do you do that a lot? No, not at all. No. Or do you go, thank you for this, thank you for that. Thank you. Do you know what my main one is? Um, Can I I make a deal with you, God? Are you open to a quick deal? (laughs) That's the deal, that's the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's mainly saying, remembering my dead, that's what I do when I pray. Remember the dead people in your life? Yeah. I know, I give thanks for the live ones. I've not prayed about you yet, maybe that's the problem. I'm going to have to start praying for you. What do you mean, Dove? Do you know... Don't, thank, don't thank worry yourself on Julie, I'm all right. Thank you for Paul Fry. Jesus Christ, that's a tough one. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that is a crack of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one of mine, says the Lord. I think you've got a cr- you've got the wrong number. Don't 